This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Guess what happened on this day in Pittsburgh Steelers history in 2002, I already Jacob. know. What? Steelers had a great old comeback against the Brownies in the playoffs led by Mr. The Original. Number eight. The original number eight. Tommy, Tommy Gunn. Mads. Tommy Maddox and the Steelers erased a three-score deficit in the fourth quarter and beat the Browns 36-33 in the 2003 uh, the poor old Brownies. Divisional Series. The Steelers would then go on. Uh, I can't hear you. I'm not. I'm just going to talk think, over you. I don't think my mic was working. I'm just going to talk over you. Uh, it was also, by the way, the first, and they did it twice, but the first time Renegade was played at the was it the first time Renegade was played, or was it the field. first and only time that Renegade was played twice? No, it said it was also the first and second time oh, Renegade okay. was played at the stadium. I, someone told field. me that it was played in like a regular season game for the first time. Well, that someone was wrong, and you should okay. punch them in the face. The and your source you is them. correct? Don't even say why, just punch them right in the face. But your source is correct? Were yeah, it was on Twitter, or X. It's always right, right. So, it's, so it's, you gotta believe it. By the way, you just broke your New Year's resolution right there. I know. Everything uh, that you read on the internet is a fact. I think that was a quote. So the, what, by, what about the fact that I saw on tw- on Twitter that said it was in a regular season game? The first oh, you saw time. that on X? Yeah, that's on Twitter. Give him a virtual punch in the face. Okay. But like Abe Lincoln said, anything you see on the internet is fact. <laughs> Abe Lincoln and said I saw that? that quote on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the path to the playoffs for the Stollers. The win, we talked about that a lot this week, and I think everybody knows it. Everybody knows both paths at this point, I'm sure. But the winning path is the one that you want to go on. You win, and then you just need a Jags loss or a Bills loss to get yourself into the playoffs. But if you lose, you still have life. So don't feel too depressed after the game ends and the Ravens win. If the Ravens win on Saturday, your heart's still beating. You still have a fighting chance. Here's what you need to have happen. That game that happens right after the Steelers game cannot end in a tie. One of those teams has to win. It's going to happen. They they don't want to end in a tie either, the Colts or the Texans, because that can screw them out of the wild right. card spot too. So they're not going to – this isn't like a Chargers-Raiders thing where like if they tie, they both get in. If these two teams tie, they most likely both don't make it. So there's going to be a winner in this Colts-Texans game. So you don't have to worry about that if you're the Steelers. There's not going to be a tie there. Then you need the Jags to lose again. Same as the scenario with the win. If the Steelers win, you need the Titans to get the dub for you. And then you need the Broncos to beat the Raiders because that would trigger a four-way tie between the Jags and the Broncos and the loser of the Houston and Indy game and the Steelers. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, despite losing to two out of those three teams that they're in the four-way tie with, still have a tie would still have the tiebreaker over all four. So Denver would do a lot of Peace. favors for you to make that a four-way tie. So you need Denver to beat the Vegas Raiders. That's it. That's not that far-fetched at all. I mean, one of the scenarios in the loss is the one we're most confident in if they win, is the Jags losing. Mm-hmm. And then the Broncos beating the Raiders, I know it's Jared Stidham, and I know that you know the Raiders have looked pretty good yeah, up and I don't down. know I mean, about that one. They just got one. pounced by the Colts last week, so they've been up and down. But I mean, that's that is definitely it's possible for more sure. Possible than it's a, it's, it a, it's a division game. Maybe you know the way, the way we've been talking about Will Levis and the Titans. Maybe this is that kind of game for Jared Sidham and the Broncos. I just feel like it, it's kind of a coin flip that game. The Broncos and the Raiders, both teams eliminated, nothing to play yeah. for. But it's just to me. 
if you're going to lose if you're the Steelers and then you kind of look at the scenarios and say, well, how can we still get in? And that's all that needs to happen. Uh, let's just say I would have expected it to be a lot more dramatic. Like I would have expected at least more results or I would have honestly expected them at this point if they dropped to 9-8 and eight to just be cooked. Like there would be no path to get in, let alone one that I could see happening like this one that we just laid out. In Denver beating Vegas and the Jags losing to the Titans. And the Colts and Texans not tying, but they're not going to tie. No, you don't expect them to tie. And it's not like the scenario from two years ago where the Raiders were playing the Chargers and if they tie, they both get in, and then the Chargers and <clears throat> Brandon Staley, RIP, uh, decided okay, he didn't to die. So let's not say that. <laughs> Brandon Staley decided not coaching to tie. Coaching career, RIP. Yeah, coaching career, RIP. I mean, he's never going to get a coaching job. No, ever. he'll get a DC. Not job. a head coaching yeah, job. No, he's yeah, he's done there. But uh, yeah, they decided they opted not to tie. The, the Raiders win. The Raiders got in, uh, and the Steelers, as a result, got in as well. But that's not gonna. That's not the yeah, scenario they're, here they're, where the, the teams can tie time. and they both get in. They no, have one of them has to win in order to get in. No, they're not gonna do that. They're gonna. They're not gonna play to a tie. So, you know, you want to win against Baltimore. Um, I think that puts the pressure on Jacksonville and Buffalo because then that means that they'll be on the outside looking in if they lose that game. There's no safety net for them. Whereas if the Steelers lose, the Bills can lose to Miami and still slip in. The Jags can lose and still slip in as a wild card. So. Well, yeah, you you don't even. I mean, like, regardless of that, you just don't want. Forget about the pressure on the other teams. Your best chance to win is, or getting in is by winning against Baltimore. Yes, because if you win, you only need one thing to happen. If you lose, you need technically three things to fall in your favor. Kind of even four if you include the Broncos and the Raiders game. No, that's why I was. Oh, three that. on top of the, the tie. The, you need the tie. Yeah, right. You need the Jags loss and you need the Broncos right. win. So three on top of the Steelers already you, losing. If you right. win. If you win, you just need a Jags loss or a Bills loss. So either or. You need one thing to fall into your favor. So, yeah, win the football game. How do you win the football game? I think we got to go back to our old friend Sandra Bullock again. And we got to run the dang ball, Bert. They're better at run defense than the Seahawks by a wide, wide margin. Mm -hmm. They've been slipping as far as their run defense Mm -hmm. is concerned. And, again, I don't know if guys like Matabuke are going to play. Clowney's probably going to play just because he has to, and he's been having a great year, and he's always been a really good run stuffer. Uh, But the 13th in the league against the run, and above all else, you know, we talked about how this team started to look like the Steelers again. Just because the Ravens are decent against the run, you want to run the football. Keep, keep the juices flowing That's for Najee identity. Harris and Jalen Warren. So even though you're taking a little step up in competition, it's not like you're jumping all the way up to the Bears or the Patriots who give up like 80 yards per game on the ground. This team gives up over 100 yards per game on the ground. Keep attacking them on the ground, Bert. That's the way you win the football game. And really, that's the way that the Steelers team is built to win football games. And it's no secret. They no. told us that. We knew that from the beginning of the year. I mean, it just took them a while himself to, said it. It just took him a while Coincidentally, it took him until Roger Jones slid into the lineup to kind of really ride that identity. And that's really been happening the past couple of years. The The identity of the team has so clearly been, well, let's run the football more than a, a prototypical NFL team would in the modern era. And they don't really get that thing going until after the bye, until halfway through the season. It's happened the past two years. Yeah, they did but it this year. They did it this year, too. It's carried them down the stretch both years. Right. And it's honestly as good as it looked last year. It looks better, even better this year, does it not? Yeah, because I think the offensive line has the dude now in Broderick Jones. And, I mean, James and Daniels I think Isaac and Isaac Siamalo's Siamalo's play helping, a lot better. Yeah. 
Um, the touchdown run that Najee had where he army crawled himself into the oh end zone, the block, where he planted his palm three yeah. separate times to keep but him Jones upright. and Daniels on their side yeah. of the line just they washed away so many Seattle players. It was it was what really I like to point to out from that is from that game rather is the final play of the game, the final meaningful play of the game. Najee Harris has run where he slid down. Broderick Jones is the guy who's leading the charge there. Do you know who he's blocking against? Do you know who he's bulldozing against? Devin Bush. That's awesome. And then he was talking some smack to Jones, Bush, and Bush is Jones like trying was to getting into it a lot with yeah. the Seattle players. He's young, you know. Yeah. I don't. No, I love that kind of fire. He's, you know, what he knows, he's the biggest and the strongest guy on the field, and I love that kind of arrogance, especially from a rookie at I that position. You can't call it arrogance. No, it's, Arrog- it's arrogance implies that you can't back it up. I think. No, I like arrogance to say that because I think you need to have a little bit of arrogance at that kind. Of, if you're a truly great player, you have a little of ego. You you say I'm better than this dude. I'm gonna push this. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to call it arrogance. I love. Roderick Jones. Well, that's your own problem that you just keep okay. having a negative connotation to that word, buddy. <laughs> that's arrogant of you, honestly. Uh, I love his ability to get to the second level. Yeah, it's, it's you're constantly he's seeing so him athletic. there. Yeah. He's so fast as well as with his size. Give this guy an off season's worth of NFL strength training. Give this guy an off season's worth of being around the facility, being around the Steelers. He's going to be a stud, all pro potential player before you know it. Uh, so. Whether it's still at the right tackle position and he becomes Elaine Johnson for his career, or if they eventually move him to the left side this offseason, either way, I am way in on Mr. Jones. I, I think what a slam dunk draft pick. Um, we all wanted him to play earlier. We all wanted him to play a different position. But we can't be upset because at least he's on the field and he's giving impact. Yeah. It's. It's really I I kind of am no. The point I'm trying to make is it's really refreshing to not just have Najee Harris, who you've had now for three seasons, but to actually pair him with an offensive line uh, that can help him produce. I think Tom he's slated for this season unless something dramatically changes in this Baltimore game. I can try to look it up really quick. I'm pretty sure Najee Harris is slated to have another year of. Like a 4.0 carry on the season. Yeah, he's at 4.0 this year. What was it the last two years? It was 3.8 last year and 3.9 the year before. That is not indicative. Please be 4.0. Don't drop behind it. That is not, but that is not indicative of the actual season that he can have, right? He's not just a guy that can only get you four yards on a carry, right? I mean, his rookie year, Tom, he had 300 plus carries as a rookie. And then you add on top of that 75 catches. So he's at nearly 400 touches on the year as a rookie. Now those numbers have gone down each of the last two. Why? Because you have Jalen Warren. And why? Because you have an offensive line where he doesn't need to get the ball three times in a row in order to get a first down. Right? He can get a first down on one or just two carries. Right, and then you can kind of give him a break. Maybe bring in Jalen Moore and then use the passing game. But he's not struggling. Like I, I, I feel really bad because I don't think four is a really good representation of who he is at all. I want him to get to a thousand three straight years. Is I think he can. I, I mean, what's crazy too. is I think if they if they run the dang ball, Bart, and they do that uh-huh. to beat the Ravens, he should. Right, he needs what seventy yards, something like that. It's he he needed over like two hundred. Coming into this or coming into Seattle, and then he ran for like 120. So now he only needs 77 to get a thousand. 
You can pretty, do that. That's a good day for a running back, but right. I, I think he's capable of having a pretty I, good I'm day. I'm with you. I think he can do that. He has more rushing yards this year than Saquon Barkley in the exact same amount of attempts. Tom, I saw since he's come into the league, he's like third overall among all running backs. Let's 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 bite this spicy meatball real quick though. I still don't pick up his fifth year option this year. Oh, he's a running back. I mean, yeah. I would just let him play. Plus it out you have Jalen Warren. I would let him play it out on his fourth year deal. And then if you need to, if he plays great and you want to bring him back, guess what? Franchise tag him. The franchise tag for the running back is not that expensive these days. It's like no. ten, eleven million dollars per year. Uh, I, That's what, I got isn't that hear. what Barkley got this year? He got like eleven million. It was a one million dollar <laughs> raise from the ten million that he would get. It was pathetic. Like I think he got twelve, but, but the franchise tag was like eleven. Though, so yeah. I, as as I don't. This isn't a, a take that I'm having based on his performance because I think he's been a lifeblood for them lately this year. But I just think it's better business wise to just let him play out Smarter, that last year on yeah. the contract and if he plays well again and healthy you franchise, just franchise tag, him. tag him no need to pick since, up the fifth year since he's coming to the league he is fourth overall in rushing yards only Derrick Henry Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor had more yards in his time since he's entered the league and of those group of that group Derrick Henry only has more carries and see like you say that to me and it's like well the the person Inside of me, there's a person that lives inside of me, and he has emotions, and yeah. it's really annoying sometimes. But that person right now is saying, "Give him the fifth year option. Look at the guys you just named that he's up there with. Uh-huh. He's done everything. What, what more could you ask from the guy?" But the logical side of things, and it just sucks for guys like Najee Harris because of the position that they play in the current, you know, landscape around that position. It's just not a smart move to give him that extent to give him that option to pick that up. You're going to end up spending more money than you have to. And and I get that it's not fair to the players that this franchise tag is is a thing, but they agreed upon it in the CBA, and I'm not gonna blame front offices from using it in their to their advantage, and it would be used to the Steelers' advantage if they play out Najee Harris the way I just illustrated. Yeah, plus you have Jalen Warren, That's plus Broderick nice Jones. Thing Broderick Jones will probably still be there. You, you, you assume you assume they're they're gonna draft in that time some more offensive line help. I assume they're going to take, especially if this is the path they're going down, running back in the fifth round or running back in the sixth round. I mean, just throw something at that board. Yeah, right. You never know. Like, look at because J- Anthony McFarland's been cut now. Down, yeah. I mean, Jalen Warren is a perfect example of sometimes these guys just stick to the wall. Well, that's what I'm saying is that like you really don't want have a lot of options beyond Najee and Jalen Warren. Uh, but they are your two options on Saturday. They're the oh, ones that are going to yeah. be. But I will say this, I would, and I think that this has been really noticeable with Mason more than the other two quarterbacks, under center a lot, play action off of under center. Mm. And with the Ravens secondary, resting Marlon Humphrey already, uh, Kyle Hamilton's up in the air, he's questionable, Marcus Williams is healthy, their other starting corner is, is banged up. There's injuries in that back end. It's a great secondary when healthy, but I, I, I might attack it a little bit. You know, I I think there might be some weaknesses there with whether it's JV guys sprinkled in because of players resting or guys out due to injury. Uh, Some vulnerability, perhaps, in the back end for Baltimore that isn't there usually when they're at their full strength. So, you know, I want to run the ball a lot, but I want to what? I'm going to run the ball, Bert, a lot, (laughs) but I like, I want (laughs) to see a lot of play action off of it. And I want to, I still want to see Mason kind of attack downfield. Uh I think those moments are going to be there. And I think. You know, the running game has allowed a nice rhythm between running and passing the past couple of weeks. Let's continue to build off of that. Yeah, I think you need to. I mean, if 
if these last two weeks haven't been the perfect example of what to learn from and what to grow upon, I don't know what else you could what else you could look at as a takeaway or as a learning experience because you're not going to get a better sample size of Steelers winning football than each of these last two weeks. And you know, against Cincinnati, Mason Rudolph had the big day, right? He had the he had the two touchdown passes, and George Pickens had nearly 200 yards receiving. Najee Harris and Jalen Warren didn't run the ball down the Bengals' throats. But then what happened the next week? Mason Rudolph didn't have a touchdown pass, but Najee and Jalen combined for three. They ran for 200-plus yards. But guess what? Mason Rudolph wasn't a non-factor. You and I have said he had two of the biggest plays of the game, the third down pass to George Pickens, and then later in the game during the two-minute warning, uh, the first down pass to George Pickens again that led to another first down. So just because you have one guy or, or one facet of your offense having a great day doesn't mean the other side of it can't succeed. You look at what Mason did against Cincinnati. You look at what the running backs did against Seattle. You find a middle ground, or you just find what works for you from those two games. I I, I don't know what you can draw from in order to make a playoff win out of it, because I think the playoffs are a different animal. But you certainly, against a deplete, I don't, I can't call it depleted, but a, a, a Baltimore Ravens team who has a lot of players in the reserve for the playoffs, I think there's an easy road to victory for this week against the Ravens. Now, there's there comes the trap where... There's the vibe. The vibe right. is up. We're thinking that, oh, things are going to be easy for us. I don't, I don't want it to fall into that trap right. again. I want them to finish things off and get this win. Uh, Ravens get some reinforcements in the backfield, though, this week. Dalvin Cook cleared waivers after the Jets released him. He was free to then sign with any playoff contender that he wished. And the Ravens took a stab at him. And Yeah, not a, not a bad move. I mean, they only have Gus Edwards available. J.K. And Dallas Justice Hill. And Justice Hill. Justice and Hill. I think, and and I Melvin, think Gordon. Melvin Gordon, right? Well, I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a lot of Melvin Gordon, and I think you're going to see a lot of J- uh, Dalvin Cook this week. I, you I kind of going to run You bring in Dalvin Cook so you kind of— Keep, keep Gus Edwards, Edwards keep healthy, Hill fresh, and then you go with Edwards and Hill and Lamar, obviously, who is their leading rusher, as your big rushing attack this in the playoffs. And if one of those guys goes down, not Lamar, one of the running backs goes down, Dalvin slides in. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a nice insurance policy. I don't think he's going to be getting a lot of the carries in the playoffs, but maybe he surprises me. Uh, but it's just the same old song with this team. I mean, J.K. Dobbins had eight carries in the season and then he gets hurt. Do you remember they had Kenyon Drake for a couple games earlier this year? He had a carry right. for he had a carry for no yards and he is on a green. Kenyon Drake, now. former Steelers great, right? Kenyon Drake, and <laughs> former then, Steelers great. And then Keaton Mitchell, no really idea. good rookie, eight games, eight point four yards per carry. Jeez, on IR since then and not going to be able to play this year. So I mean, how many games did he play in total? Eight games. Wow, uh, forty-seven carries, three hundred and ninety-six. He's their third leading rusher on the team. Still, wow, and he's only played eight half games. the season. So Less just, than half the they season. They haven't had any luck, and it just keeps it just de- defaults to the Gus bus as it always does. Um, so I expect to see a, a, a decent bit of Dalvin Cook in this game against the Steelers, just because you know him and Gordon don't have much tread left on their tires. Cook has more tread than Gordon does. But it's you can run that tread off on on Saturday and and not you know risk you know if one of those two guys gets injured it's not a big deal at all. I just saw the Super Bowl. Like, I think this was a joke tweet, but somebody said Ravens Super Bowl odds with before signing Dalvin Cook plus three fifteen. Ravens odds after signing Dalvin Cook plus three fifteen. Like, it, it doesn't move the needle. <laughs> or like plus three fourteen or down, plus three ten. Like, yeah, it doesn't move the needle at all. 
No, not at all. It's it's just because without like a legitimate RB one, you know who the leading well, rusher is. Unless gonna be. you count him as RB one. That's what I'm saying. Which I kind of do. A guy, no, a guy as a running back. Yeah, but I kind of count him as RB one. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What? Yeah. Unless you have a legitimate RB one, your leading rusher of your Baltimore is going to be Lamar Jackson. That's the point I was trying to make. So okay. adding a, adding like a depth guy isn't going to do anything for you. You know, I wonder with Lamar, are we going to see? He's been so great passing the ball this year, but it'll be interesting in the playoffs this year. You remember that Kaepernick game he had against the Packers, where he ran for like two hundred and fifty yards or something like against that? Against the just, Packers, just torched him on yeah, the ground maybe. in the playoffs. Wonder if we're going to see a against Lamar. who in the playoffs? Green Bay. I get, I wonder if we're going to see a Lamar game. Like oh, you're that. saying Kaepernick against Kaepernick the against, against the Packers? Bay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I do remember. Yes, I wonder if we're going to see one of those in Lamar, like just a 200 yard oh, outburst where he's man. just insane. He just took over. It's really not what the offense has been this year. No, but it's playoffs now, and and I could see that definitely happening. Um, not on Saturday though, and thankfully. He will be on the sideline. It gives the Steelers a much better chance to win, even though they've done pretty well against Lamar Jackson. And his backups. Yes. As we established, they are very very suspiciously good. Suspiciously is the wrong word. It's just a head-scratcher why they're so good against right. the Ravens lately. Hopefully that trend continues, though, uh, into Saturday. Get the win, and then hope for some help uh, around the NFL in order to get yourself into a playoff spot. Right now I want to tell you, to gear up with all the latest gear. Gear so, up. Yes, sir. Gear up with all the latest sideline <laughs> yes. apparel. Um, gear up, Bert. Hats, jerseys. You're terrible at the accent. <laughs> jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items and exclusives you can only find directly from the team. It's at one of the Steelers' official pro shops. They're located at the Akersher at, at at Stadium, the Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or visit online at shop.steelers.com. It's a Fireside Friday coming up next. The special way we're going to light the fireplace today, it's a grease fire. We're going to have a grease fire. Whoa. A controlled grease fire in the studio. Things could get really dangerous, so stay tuned as we burn this place down on the Steelers Standard.